0: We are rolling. All right, broker. Guys, Brooker just finished yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday's motherfucker finished his Ironman. Bro, tell us all
1: about it. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, it was a tough day at the office. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not running anymore. Um, but yeah, dude, it was a great day. Let me tell you, it was the first time they did Ironman... Um, Switzerland in Thun. I think they used to do it in Zurich. So Thun is right next to where I live and it's the Bernese Oberland mountains. So the Bern, the Bern region. So there's a bunch of famous mountains in this section that a lot of people come to travel to look at, like the Jungfrau and Eiger, Mönch and stuff. And um, the event itself is actually really cool. I mean, it's expensive, the Ironman. I mean, did I ever once mention it's like a thousand bucks you pay? for it and I mean there were a thousand three hundred people there so that's a lot of money in the day that they've pulled in but the like the facilities were class um the helpers the course was great I mean it was a bit I don't think you can make a marathon at that time any more exciting or interesting you know because it was free loops of like of a, you know it was free loops around the town kind of thing you had to do toward at the end um and I thought that was annoying at the time. But I mean, honestly, you know, a marathon at that point is always going to be pretty annoying. But um, yeah, man, it was just, it was a great event. The weather was spot on. It weren't too hot, but we had sunshine. We had a sunrise start in the lake. And, um, and yeah, mate. And it was a quick swim. So everything seemed to just go really good, man. I finished three hours before... I thought I was going to finish, and I thought I was going to finish a couple of seconds before the cutoff time at the end. So, you know, I can't be, I couldn't be, couldn't be happier with how it went. So, what were your, what were your official times in each event? So the swim, I think I had one hour four minutes, which I think, I mean, I said this to you on the phone already. Like when I got out the pool, so let's start even earlier. I. I feel like I could get really carried away with trying to like know everything about the course. You know, like a lot of people want to like be so prepared that they know everything. Whereas I don't really want to waste any brain energy on that. So like, I knew that the swim course was like this kind of, it was kind of a loop, but it was more like a, like a a, a small R, you know, like up to the right, up left and then back down. So I knew that's what it, what it kind of looked like, but I didn't know, how far the boys, the distance was between the boys or what the colors meant or anything like that. And as soon as I started swimming, I put myself, because you can self-seed, right? So they say, like, if you can swim this in less than an... Like, they give have the pros, the pro men go first, then the pro women, and then it's, like, the amateurs. And then you've got, if you're, you think you missed a big dick, you can swim it in, like, less than an hour. You're going to go first, and then they split it up kind of thing so that otherwise it's just chaos with a thousand people swimming on top of each other. Right. So I put myself with the fat boys at the end, like over 90 minutes swim. And, um, and it was funny because we had a kind of cool group, you know, we're all looking at each other and laughing, like slow swimmer. I'm like, yeah. And then you are looking at them and it's all the big boys at the back, you know? And then, uh, (laughs) and then at one point, bro, I'm standing there. And so Cole and the baby were with me. And, um, and then I was looking and there was this guy and then I just, for some reason, I looked down and I saw his foot and he had like a fake foot, you know? And I thought, that's a, what a fucking legend, you know? Are you going to do this with a fucking prosthetic foot? Like, and then kind of like everything like just dissolved from me because I was like, I'm sure if I, like I didn't have the best prep towards the end, right? Because- That motherfucker was going to, Run the marathon with a fake foot? I don't know if he was how he was gonna do how that was gonna happen because I didn't see him after the swim. But yeah, for sure he was gonna try it. I mean, <laughs> the biking, the biking, somehow you can do. But maybe I mean he might have had like one of the uh, Blade Runner legs that he could put on for the run. I guess. But um, yeah, it was like a I don't know. It looks like a children's toy kind of thing. Float. You know what I mean? Like it was like a floatable kind of foot thing that he had. And, um, and yeah, and then I don't know, man, after that, I was kind of like, I don't know. I was just like, you know what? I'm sure if I asked all these people, so many people would also have not had a great prep because with the drama, I, well, I'd like family emergency stuff. So I missed some training. Like the last month hasn't been that good of, of how I would want to prepare for it. Right. Um, and then I saw this guy and I'm like, fuck man, what have I got to complain about? Like, just go for it. And then I was like, I had really quite clear targets that I wanted to hit. And the first one was make sure that I do the swim in the two hours 20 because I don't want to be the guy that is such a slow swimmer that I get pulled out the water and they're like, you're done for the day. And I've, (laughs) you know, I really didn't want that level of embarrassment. So that was my first kind of thing. But then as I got in the water, I mean, I've swam in the lake before. And the temperature was spot on. It was really good. Um, but I've never swam with that many people all on top of each other, all trying to get going, you know? So, you know, you're getting kicked in the face. You get like, um, no, the goggles were good. Like, and luckily the day before I, I bought some new goggles because my ones were started to fog up. And I bought some at the expo thing there. And uh, as well as a pair of running shoes too. Um, And then he was like, look, these ones are good because if you get hit in the face, the rubber ring around them so thick that it won't just, it won't like go into your eyeball, you know, because the one I had before was like, I don't know, like Olympic swim ones, you know what I mean? Like them thin ones there. And if you get smacked in the face, that's going to kill you, kill you in the eye, you know? And then, so anyway, and then I was like, it was clear to me quite at the beginning, I was actually swimming pretty quick. So I was like, I'm going to just move myself to the side, you know, to get out of the middle section where everyone is. I would rather go to the side, maybe swim a little bit further, but as the swim goes on, we're all going to separate and then I can get into a good, like, sort of line, you know? But then I was just like, um, I don't know, I kept going and I struggled a bit at the beginning to um, to get my breath under control. I felt like I was, you know, that's the, the the only thing that I really focus on with swimming is just get the breath as comfortable as possible. So it took me about sort of 15 minutes, it felt like, to kind of get the breath going. And I think that was just everything, like the adrenaline. And I kept having to look a little bit about where we're going, because some people, even though everybody's trying to do the same thing, you'd be amazed, a quite a lot of people actually end up going off course. So if you're not careful, you can end up, you know what I mean? And then you can either get disqualified. I don't know if you can get disqualified. I guess you can. But more importantly, you're just swimming extra that you don't really want to, you know? So once I kind of got into it and then I come to the first little bit and then like by the, like the second boy, I'm like, fuck, I'm either swimming really quick here or the course is shorter or I've skipped something or I didn't know what the hell was going on. But all I knew was that, like I think that's the halfway point in front of me here because the other boys have been yellow and this one's orange. And if I remember correctly how the diagram looked, that should be roughly about halfway. So then I just put the gas on. And then, um, and then because I, I kept thinking, well, maybe I'm actually swimming slower than I think, because i got no idea. You know, I've got no watch on, I've got no GPS. I I'm not using any of that stuff. And then when I get out the water, I notice all the guys around me, they're not the fat boys that were at the back before. They were all like this real skinny you know, typical triathlete kind of guy, you know? And um, and then I get out the water and they're like, oh, uh, and Alexander Brooker, one hour, four minutes or something. And I was like, what the fuck? And it's hilarious because I didn't think that Cole would be there at the getting out of the pool. I thought she would have left already. So I hear that and I'm like, something's wrong here. There's no way. Cause I would, I would swim that distance. Well, I would swim 4K with one hour, 40 minutes in a pool. Um, and then I've just done 3.8K in one hour, four minutes. But then anyway, long story short, I found out that apparently the course was slightly less because one of the boys sunk. So it like lost 500 meters off it, but still it was a huge PB for me anyway. And this is also what someone who's not competing has told me. So I don't know if it's actually true or not. You know, I don't think they've taken anyone's medals off them or something like that because of it, you know? If anything, it would have been a couple hundred metres, but nothing more. And then as I got out, I was more like, you know, I've got a head start now on the bike. Let's just get on that fucking bike and just start going as quick as we can because if I can finish the bike and get back as quick as I can, then I've got as much time as I want for the marathon, you know? And so that was more... More what it was, and the bike had two loops of ninety k, and each loop had one thousand one hundred vertical meter, and um it goes past my house. So the f- that's the cool thing too. So I broke the bike up all into different sections, you know, and then like get to home, and then after home get to Belp, which is the next place, and then it turns around, and then get to this place, then to this place, and bang- and I would just always break it into these small sections, and um, I was really gun whole on the first lap. I felt really, really good. I felt like my legs were just so on, and I was pumped up full of adrenaline too. You know by the second lap, I've not really eaten anything because the gel's making me sick. The bars are making me feel sick. I'm just trying to take as much fluid on as possible because I'm sweating like an absolute pig. I mean, did it's you hot. have any gatorade or anything? Yeah, I was drinking they They were aid stations along. Um, So you could pick up um, bottles of water, Gatorade. um, And then in some places, they would have also bars, like carb bars, and then uh, sometimes bananas uh, or gels. But the gels, I had my own gels, and they they weren't going down, and I liked them usually, you know? But I think just, you know, just everything about my stomach was on. Yeah, I wasn't really nervous, but I think more like – you just on, you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, I would really say, like, that classification... You, I mean, you've heard this before, too. Like, there's no real difference between being nervous and excited. It's really just your perception of it. And I was very much excited because I knew that I'd, like, said to back home, you know, please be there for the bike because I know that if I see you on the second lap, I've done over half the Ironman by this point. So that's going to give me so much power. So I had all of these clear things that I was really like, I'm not focused on, on the time or so much. I was more like, I have to bike as fast as I can. So it doesn't make sense to have a watch and you're checking the watch every five, 10 minutes or, you know, cause some of these guys, man, they're riding bikes that are like fucking spaceships. They've got all their GPS trackers on them. Some guys are measuring their blood glucose and shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just mad, you know? So, um, so, yeah. So, but then by the second lap, I don't know. I really started, I had some, I, I had. They were uh, pricking their finger on the bike or were they,
0: did they have like the patch in their arm? They had the patch. Okay. They had the
1: patch on their arm, yeah. And, um, and um, yeah, so I had, I brought with me, again, also like the best way to learn is just doing things, right? Like I made every fucking single mistake possible, right? First one being when I got out the pool, I was so shocked with my time. I was like, just don't fuck around. Get on the bike quick. So as I've walked with wet feet on the gravel and then onto the AstroTurf, I've got all of them rubber pellets on my feet. But I'm thinking, fuck it. It's not worth, I'm, I'm wet. I'm not going to dry my feet. Just put my socks on, put my bike shoes on. It's going to be good. Because after the, after the bike, I'll clear my feet for the run, you know? But I didn't want to be waiting around that was so stupid. But a couple again, of minutes,
0: like, you moron. Like two right. minutes.
1: Right. I know. I know. Now in hindsight, I know. And then I had this bike shirt stuffed with already like, I had jam sandwiches in there. I had salami sandwiches because I knew I can eat them
0: Why no salami? matter how sick I am. Why salami?
1: Because I, I love salami sandwich. So I know that I can eat at any time, any problem. And it gives me a lot of power, you know, because it's a decent calorie compared to just- Constant gel, shitty tasting gel. Yeah, you know?
0: Dude, peanut butter and jelly or something. Salami. I don't like
1: that. I don't like I don't like peanut butter and jelly. So I jam and I'd salami anyway. So I was like, did you throw I'm the salami up? No. No. Bro, bath. that
0: shit like meat while you're doing this shit to digest it? That's fucking yeah, tough.
1: Yeah, oh, I know, I know. And especially salami, it's so heavy. Yeah, but it tastes good, you know? So I was more like, it just needs to taste good so it can go. And I made sure there was so much butter on the bread, you know? So it was like soggy sandwich, because he's in the bag. So I've done a whole 90K on the bike, Oh, no, actually, yeah, no, I did, a, I did a whole 90K. And then I was like, I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to have half a salami sandwich and half a jam sandwich. Now- it was already hilarious trying to get that out of my back pocket because they've kind of sunk quite deep. Get the, the cellophane wrap off of it. And then still trying to cycle, still it's still got incline and declines going on, and then stuffing it into like the front of my t shirt kind of thing, you know, so it would stick there so I could try and eat it when there was some kind of downhill or flat. Well, anyway half a salami sandwich down, I'm like, that is not going down at all. That's not good And I was like, I can't even think about eating anything. there was then a, then I had the opportunity to try a bit of banana and I was like, I'm gonna vom. so I'm not gonna eat anything. All I'm gonna do is just drink and every time there's an aid station, just chug uh, like as much Gatorade as I can, throw the bottle get another one, put it in the bike, then get a water bottle, chug as much water as I can, throw the bottle back and then get another water. Sorry, no, I did it the other way. Water first, then Gatorade, then water, then Gatorade. So I would pick up, so I would squeeze, because you don't get off the bike, right? The guys are there, so you can grab it as you're cycling along. So the aid station is maybe, I don't know, maybe 50 meters long, maybe a bit longer. So, you just reduce the cadence, turn all your gears down so that you don't have to get off the bike, you know, because that was also one thing I made an agreement with like to myself. It's the same with the swim. I weren't going to stop swimming and no matter what, I'm not getting off the bike because getting off the bike never makes me feel better. And at the end of the day, you it's quite simple. You just need to finish it as quick as you can. So getting off is not worthwhile, you know? And, um, So yeah, so then that was the the, that's how I did it, and then I ended up getting through with the bike. The last sort of thirty k were really really rough, like my ass and my fucking. So the first lap, all of the chamois cream that I was using, which is like a lube, like an anti chafing, it just disappeared by that point. So then it it, was because you were soaking
0: wet, and it just fucking went away.
1: Soaking wet, and also with that sun, and just the time too. I think it was still. I took what six. I should really know. I don't even know. Six and a bit hours on the I bike. I you said 6.20 on the bike. Yeah, it could be that. It could be that. So, um, yeah. So like, And then also, man, my neck was just... My neck got so bad. And um, this isn't something from the Ironman. This is from all of the really long biking that I was doing before, you know? And it um, first came when I did that first 12-hour bike. Because when I was on the... I was doing Always on the Roads... So I would always check over my left shoulder if there's a car coming or, you know what I mean? Like if you're going to overtake another cyclist or whatever, or if you're on a country road, if you hear a car, you always got to check because there's not enough space for you and the car, and especially if there's another car coming in front. So then doing that hundreds and hundreds of times, and also anyway, having a biker's neck from kind of, you know, always being in a, you know, in a, not a nice position, By that last 30K, I was really, that was when it started to get kind of rough, you know? Then by the time I got to the final incline point, so I knew that then it was just, you know, bombing it down. I was like, no matter what, stay on your aero bars, which are on your elbow pads, and just don't touch the brakes unless you absolutely have to. Because I didn't know really the time too. Like I would ask sometimes people and they'd be like, oh yeah, it's three o'clock. And then you're like, Okay. And then you wait a bit. And then someone, I asked someone else, yo, what's the, because the bike route, right? And this was what made the whole thing so good. Where it went around, it went, you wouldn't so even much. wear, why wouldn't you wear a watch? Because I don't want to be focused on on this. I don't want to be, I just want to know. But you, I were. Know, I'd but know, you but, were. But sometimes, sometimes, I think I asked for the time, the whole bike three or four times. That's it. But if I've got it on, I know me. I know I'm check I'm going to look so I was like I don't want to I don't even want to look and then so the bike route mate it goes through so much beautiful countryside and like what's really cool is the like every little town and village everybody was out on the roads because they closed all the streets down so everybody knew that there was a big event going on so there was just there was just so much epic shit going on you know like there was <laughs> there was at one point um, a bunch of farmers like big fucking farmers all dressed up in wedding dresses with like a band you know and they were just fucking going mad there was like a rock and roll band at one point um, so many people that ha- were having little parties outside the house um, so many different like little farmhouses that obviously the person like a competitor lived there or was in that little village so they would like decorated all the road and just like everybody was so awesome, you know, like every single person is watching you go past, they're giving you words of encouragement and it does make a big difference, you know, when you see, and especially, you know, on the bike, you do two laps, so you see everybody twice, you know, so if you get kind of a good connection with them the first time, you know that they're going to record. especially, I know they're going to recognize me because there's not really, there's not many guys that look like me and also as heavy as me doing this fucking shit, you know, so, um, so yeah, and then, um yeah, so then by the time I got through with the bike, um, it was like, I don't know, 3 or 3.30, something like that. So then I knew I'm, I've am i got the marathon in. I've got till midnight. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it could take me till midnight or I could do it quicker because I don't want to just, you know, you know what I mean? I don't want to fucking drag this out longer because going slower and taking another hour or two now it's not worth it it doesn't make it better and actually what i found out by the end was is running faster felt better but to a certain level right so like i had terrible blisters i bought brand new running shoes the day before because i felt like i had shin splints yeah but i couldn't I couldn't have, I couldn't have run with the barefoot shoes that I had been doing because I tried, yeah, because I had barefoot shoes and, and the, and the reason was, was because I missed like 10 days worth of training for traveling back and forth. I tried to catch up with it and then I just did too much on my shins. And I mean, look, I could have probably done it, but then I would have got it finished by the midnight point you know what i mean mm-hmm. like just from sheer will and then probably i'd have shin splints and couldn't walk for the next week or two you know just to have terrible uh, terrible feet and, and shins so i bought new running shoes and i knew that they're going to be better than nothing but because i didn't clear that rubber pellet from my feet and also in the just the excitement level i tied up my bike shoes i think tighter than i usually would So as I got off the bike, my legs feel like jelly from all the biking, but my feet could feel kind of weird. Like I can't really feel them, you know? (laughs) And especially the right one. And I was like, that's weird because my feet never really hurt. And then it was then I realized that that rubber had been rubbing a lot. It didn't feel like a typical blister or something. It felt more like just heat, generated heat on the bottom. So it just actually, it, it took a lot of the skin off the bottom of my feet, you know? So then chucking and then but i was happy to put on these new running shoes because it's like a cloud on the bottom you know especially compared to what i've been running in, i was like fuck it they're gonna be like trampolines running on these things you know so i put them on and then um i took uh, i what did i i took a like a like a very high calorie um carbo drink with loads of salts and stuff in there because i was concerned then i was going to start to cramp Mm -hmm. you know because i'd been in the heat all day long and uh, I hadn't eaten anything, so I was like... And I was also, at that point, I was like, let's really give this a good go now, you know? Because I've, I've got over all of the fear of like, oh, I'm not going to f- pass the... You know, I've done so good in the swim, I've done so good in the bike, that now I'm really more like... What was your, your bike... It.
0: Was your bike time the same as what you had
1: anticipated or was it better or worse? It was it was about what I would hope to have got as a kind of like, I would love to get this kind of time. Oh, wow. I would love to have got, I thought I would be at least 30 minutes longer, if not an hour longer. Did, did the swim fatigue you at all? So the sweet, what was funny with the swim was I didn't feel that tired at all. When I got out, I had, I wasn't breathing that heavy. I felt really good. Apart from, my calves felt like they were cramping up and that's so strange because i've never had that before i was like very well hydrated and everything like that so i think i was just swimming a lot faster and using my legs maybe a bit more calves yeah dude very strange very strange very strange and um but no in general the swim didn't the swim didn't get me the swim was like a miracle it was like, that was when that the whole tides kind of turned, you know? And then, you know, I made a little story in my head. And, um, you know, I was like, my grandma, she passed away like last week, right? So I was like, she was a huge sports fan. And there's a whole history and story with this. You know, like she had a, she gave birth to a, gra- a, a Down syndrome son, right? My mom's brother. And he... Is like a two-time Olympian himself. He was a big swimmer, runner, sailor, everything like that. So he was a huge inspiration growing up with me, but now they've both passed. And for me, it was really like the perfect opportunity is like, as a kind of, I don't know, to say goodbye kind of thing, because it's not often that you spend the whole day completely alone, more or less, apart from seeing some people, but no phone, no music. There's, just you so your brain can go into different places and after the swim i really like i remember beforehand really making that clearly my intention was like you know i'm really doing this i'm doing this for you in some weird way you know like you know what i mean and um when i got out of the pool i was like fucking hell maybe nana's put some uh, you know some propellers in, in my in my wetsuit or something because i couldn't believe i swam that quick you know and then um and then yeah and then by the by the time that the run the run come i don't know man it was just it was like struggle city the run it was like sufferfest you know it was super hot you had to do three laps of the same track um what do you think, think what what do you think would have been easier doing the swim last because
0: then at least you would have fucking cooled off
1: yeah yeah maybe and also the swim uses much more of the upper body but i think it's just the most dangerous because you know yeah, by this you point to fucking drown yeah by this point there are a lot of people that are in bad shape you know in really really bad shape by this point so you know i saw some of the most hilarious running technique that i've ever seen you know it literally looks like people are drunk falling forward you know there there was one guy i saw and he it was crazy how fast he was running running that bad i was like there's no way that you can keep going that you're going to burn your he was like it was almost as if he was running downhill feet completely externally rotated like a penguin but he never straightened his legs out And i mean he had quads on him like a fucking monster but and he was like a, uh, that was like his mantra kind of," thing, you know? <laughs> and i was like there's no way that you can keep on going here you know and, um, but he did, I mean, fair play to him. Motherfucker and, uh, was ahead of you, right? Oh, he was way ahead of me. There was no question of a doubt. He fucking <laughs> smoked me, <laughs> bro. There were a lot, man. There was, there were amazing people. There were older ladies that just passed me in the run, like just crushed me in the running, you know? And that was where you could really also see the experienced people that have done this before was re- the run was really that was a lot of learning there as well, because say like on the bike, you see some people, but you don't see that many people. Whereas with the run, you see a lot of people because you're always passing each other because you're doing these laps, you know? So sometimes you're running sort of, you've got, you know, the guys are running down towards the bottom of the lake on the left side, you're running on the right side, or, you know, there's the other time, you know, you could just see everybody all the time. So you get to, you get to learn a lot more. And, yeah, I don't know. The run was, the first lap I had in my mind, um, the guy who I got my bike from, the the bike shop guy, he was like, look, because um, I would ask him all the time, hey, you got some tips? Because, you know, I was like, I had no idea with so much stuff. I was asking him, like, yo, what do you think I should do? Should I do this or that? He's like, you know, you should, you can... Google has all of this information. I was like, yeah, I know, but then there's just so much. So I'd rather just ask someone I trust, you know? And then anyway, when I said with the run, I was like, what's the, what's a good strategy for the run? You know, or what's some tips and tricks? And he was like, look, you got three laps. The first lap you survive, the second lap you die, and the third lap you reincarnate. (laughs) 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 And uh, that didn't quite go the way it was more like, the first lap was I survived. I died terribly for the next lap and three quarters. And then I had that reincarnation maybe for like the last 3K. And to be honest, the only reason why, and also the only reason why I finished with such a good time, and it makes the world a difference. So if anyone that's listening, if you've got a, a family or friend that's doing such a thing like this, go and support them because it's the best thing in the world when you see faces that you know and you're hearing because there's so many people there like the volunteers they're awesome like there's so many people involved in these projects it's such a big thing you know they're amazing all the local people that are out they're amazing but when you get to see like friend or family bro, right, it gives you such a, a boost of energy that it's just you know it's just fantastic like At one point, one of my clients, Joanna, who you saw earlier on on the phone, she met me on the first lap, and she was cycling next to me, next to the fence for a good 5K, just chatting with me. And it just gives you such a – it's such a good boost. You know, you feel like you're sharing the journey with with different people. And then I saw other clients there that had come out to come and see me, and then I saw friends, and then I saw, like, my family there. And then, you know, and then the last few K – it just started to get dark. And um, and I remember, like, from the last 10K, I remember being like, okay, I'm really ready for this fucking thing to be done now. Like, I'm really – I've, like, not accepted how I'm feeling for the whole day, but right now I really just want this shit to be done, you know? <laughs> like, I was, like, trying to really figure out how much further have I got because – I just want it fucking done. And it wasn't even like I could push faster. Like, I just couldn't. My legs were just crippled. I remember I stopped for a piss at one point. And How many, how many times it, did you piss and shit? Not off. No, I didn't shit once. I thought I was going to shit myself on the bike a couple of times. Like, I had, like, gas. But because... Was legs, it gas? Well, it was. <laughs> Luckily, I checked afterwards. But at the time, I didn't know. Because I'm soaking wet. My stomach's all in pieces. And you're trying to kind of squeeze a cheeky fart out while you're standing up on the bike, but you don't quite know. Right. And it's not like you got that much time to really, you know, delicately tense your cheeks that much just to squeeze. You know what I mean? So like, it's just very complicated thing to do. I pissed on the bike once and that was really hard as well.
0: While you you were biking.
1: Yeah. So I had to wait for a, a decline. I really needed to go for a piss and, um, and I was like, I'll hold it for a bit. And then I, I gave myself a reward and the reward was, okay, I'm going to piss when I get to like kilometer 50 or something like that. And then as I'm going down and the tri suit was like really tight, you know? So like, I feel like I've almost like inverted gender already at this point, you know, I've got, I have got don't even have a piece left, you know? And then I'm like trying to kind of go and like stand up a bit because if I'm sitting like, hunched over i couldn't didn't really feel like i could go you know and anyway and then at one point i started to go but under the bike right so there's a thing i think it's called a beton box they call it it's like a like a kind of like a, a container you can put on your bicycle that you can hold bars gels fuel with you you know it fills with piss know. well yeah so but it was not in that kind of way so I ended up using one of the, the, the drink cages that you, you have, you know, like you've got, I had two behind my seat and because I I felt like more comfortable to get them from there. And also that was the way I bought the bike, you know, but then I had another cage right underneath me that I took a shaker cup and I put it in there. And then what I did was I had all of these um, fuel packets that it was a great mixture from a nutri One of my, my clients gave it to me and I put them in Ziploc bags and then I folded them up. So they were like cylinders, you know? So I stuffed them inside six bags of that in there because I knew that I can pull a bag up, rip the top off, chuck it into a bottle of water, shake it and drink it, you know? Well, when, when I was going so fast going downhill that, uh, as I finally started a piss, it took me about 30 seconds to go. Then as it starts to come, I start worrying like if there's someone behind me, they're going to get sprayed in the face, you know? So as I like turn to look around me, I'm not turning completely to the side. I'm sort of turning down because my neck hurts so bad to like look behind me, kind of like underneath me. Then I realize all that piss is dripping down my leg, spraying straight into that shaker cup underneath me. And that's where all my fuel is. So I was like it is in Ziploc bags and it's not that much piss because then an incline come and I can't piss and move my legs that fast, you know? So yeah, but then luckily it was warm. So it must've dried, you know? So I still had a couple of them fuels. I didn't give a shit at that time. (laughs) Didn't matter to me. Listen, if that, if it would have made it easier, I would have been drinking my own piss, man. At that point I was desperate, desperate, desperate. So, um, So, yeah, and then I'm trying to think. So, but on the run, right, so on the first lap, I see my client at one point randomly because I don't know if anyone's going to be there or not. So that was a huge boost. And then it was like every 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes, someone would be there. You're like, fuck, thank you so much. You know, like you just, you filled not so much with like, it's not like it motivates you, like, fuck yeah, let's go, let's, you know, like, let's run, 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 you know, run fast. It's more like, fuck man, like, smiling. Thank you so much for coming out here. Like, this means so much to me. And I knew this uh, from some other things that I've done before too, but smiling when you're really exhausted, it's the best, it's the best thing ever. It actually makes you run quicker. Just being smiling and just being genuinely happy. And always seeing people and knowing that they've taken time out of their Sunday to come and have a watch me plod, plod along this course with, you don't know when I'm going to finish. It could easily be at midnight, you know. It's just, to me, it meant the world. And so, I don't know. that It was just, it was just epic. It was just, it's a day that I'm never going to forget. I got to run in super fast, like, you know, the last, yeah, about 3K, I really, like, I met my client. She brought a boyfriend. And they you know, they're saying such lovely things to to me. And I feel like I've spent the whole day really alone. So, like, then to be with, and you just appreciating them more. And then, you know, and they're like, come, you know, we're going to be with you to the end. Like, let's, you know, like, you can open up if you want. There's not much. And then um, the guy in front of me, who I'd been sort of following for a bit, and... This guy was kind of like, he was in front of me for a long time. And then he started to walk a lot more, but he was also like nearly two meters tall. So when he walks, it's the same speed as me, like my fucking hurt running, I call it. And it hurts me, but it also hurts you watching me run because that's how bad I'm running by this I, point.
0: I saw some of it. It was like a fake hustle. Right, exactly.
1: But it, it,
0: bro, you were at, that was like a 10 minute pace. That's what that is, and you're just sitting there,
1: just pushing along. But yeah, bopping. just didn't just try not to stop. And that was that was also a part. So I made a story in my in my head that the for the ma- like for the marathon, I felt I was like, you know, I really felt like my, you know, I'm not a spiritual. You know me enough, but I felt like my grandma was really with me. I really felt like that, you know, like if I would think a lot about her just felt like overflown with emotions, you know? So I tried not to get too much because I was like, I don't want to use all this pure energy, you know? I want to save that for more towards the end. But for the run, in my mind, I'd made this story like that I was like pulling her along and I was showing her this beautiful place, you know? So I was like, I'm not going to stop running because I want to show her more. You know what I mean? Like That was kind of my game in my mind, you know? So I would only walk the aid stations and then I just made a commitment, like between the aid stations, I'm just going to as slow as possible, but just keep moving my legs and just don't walk. Because if I walk, I'm going to get comfortable walking. And if I walk once, it means I'm going to walk again and again and again. And then before you know it, I've added another hour when I could have just fucking grabbed my balls and just went for it, you know? And, um, Yeah, dude. And then the last little section running in, you know, I had one of the girls with me too. And um, it was just... uh, Dude, honestly, the last 1K, I ran as fast as I would have ran if I was fresh. I was running that speed in. I had so much power. I was filled with adrenaline. I didn't feel anything no more. I was like completely... Just completely... um, Completely free, you know? I ran so fast, the people with me couldn't keep up. I just was like, just could keep got like it would just, could just go, you know? And it was great. And then by the time I was, uh, by the time I was done, I was like seeing birdies flying around my head and was ready to, f- I was just so glad I was done, man. I kept thinking for the next couple of hours, there's still people running right now. Thank fuck that's not me. Thank fuck that's not me, you know?
0: So when you're swimming, what are you thinking about that whole time? You said you're just focused on your breathing, but breathing. Like, I know when I'm when I'm doing and my my long run, which is four miles. Like when I, when I do that run, I, I I listen to a book on tape. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I listen to audio books. I don't. Yeah. I, I I have something, and then my mind's wandering. So like this is allowing me to escape this fucking brutal, shitty fucking run. What are, what are, you have nothing,
1: what are you thinking about? Um, with the swim, it was towards like, it was about three quarters of the way through the swim. And I remember really feeling like comfortable. And also, you know, like when I'd been training before in the pool, because I didn't do, that like, we didn't have access to pools the whole time, right, because of corona. And, I mean, even the Ironman, they said, if you signed up, you can also just do the bike and run option because we know that so many people haven't been able to practice swimming, you know? So, I mean, yeah, okay, I used to go and swim in the frozen rivers and lakes and shit and die and be in there for whatever I could handle. But it's not really swim training, you know? It's more like surviving, you know? And, um, but I remember, I remember also being like, um, it brought back like a lot of, um, similar feelings to when I used to compete with rugby and stuff and being really in the zone. I'm not thinking about anything. I know exactly what I've got to do. I feel very comfortable. I know, you know, like there's nothing really to think about. You know, it wasn't like my mind was wandering. Whereas swim training before was this constant, how many laps have I done? I've got this many more laps to do. I need to do it in this time. Fuck, if I don't do it in this time, then I'm going to have pressure on me for the bike. But, you know, it was more like swim training used to be stressful for me, whereas for the competition, it wasn't really that stressful at all because, like I said, when I got to like that halfway point, I was like, fuck me, I'm swimming really quick here. That doesn't feel like whatever, 50 minutes, which it should have been. It felt like half an hour, which it was. Right, but I don't have watch, and I can't ask anyone for the time in the pool, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, or in the lake, sorry. Um, so the swimming wise, I wasn't really thinking about much for the bike, you know. It, again, it was always like you know, looking. I I try to um, I try to look out as much as possible because if you're looking out, you're not looking in, you know. Like you can't you can't focus on more than one thing at once, really. Yeah, you can a bit, but not 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 properly. You know? So if I focused out all the time outwards, and it wasn't like it was all the time, but you know what I mean? I would yeah. really shift my attention to look out and look at the beautiful scenery, looking if there's cows, just stare at the cows. What are the cows doing and how they're moving, you know? <laughs> just focused everything, anything outside else. anything <laughs> apart from how bad my ass feels. Cause my ass felt like I had fucking sandpaper in my shorts and how bad my legs are just going. And also my stomach was like mixture between starving, hungry, wanting to throw up and wanting to shit myself all at the same time.
0: Yeah. The, the bike, I don't know how you do it, dude. I, I'm riding. I ride a bike every, and it's the assault bike. It's not like I'm outside or anything. So I'm not like doing the proper postures. I'm sitting there. I'm playing chess the whole fucking time too, but I'm riding the assault bike every, almost every single day for, I don't know, maybe 20 to 40 minutes every single time Mm -hmm. and leisurely pace. I'm not killing it. Nothing. And my ass
1: Mm. kills me if yeah, you've like... got that you've got that fucking massive seat on an assault bike and with so much cushion yeah yeah dude yeah, it, yeah. it it feels like i
0: have a cyst on my coccyx like right. it, my it feels like my sacrum has cysts on it that's right. how like and something's like pressing on it like fuck yeah it really yeah. so i don't know how you do 120 miles i don't know i don't know how you do that
1: and uh um... six
0: six six and a half hours
1: Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I didn't get off the bike and also I'm not the the psych, you know, a lot of guys, when they come to a hill, they stand up on their bike and I noticed that loads of people, but that to me is, it would, it was never a good idea because for me to stand up on a bike because of my weight and my legs are strong, I would really need quite a high gear. But if I'm going like that, I'm just burning my legs up real quick for the reward of kind of getting up the hill a little bit quicker when I was so fast going down because I knew the roads. Cause I lived there. I've practiced this route. I know the roads. I know how fast I can pretty much handle it. And also I've got like the extra weight behind. I was going to so say I'm, you're, you're heavier. Too, I'm heavy. So I'm fly. so heavy. I was flying past people, you know, like on the downhills. In fact, one, there was this one German guy and he had, he had this helmet on him. I mean, he looked like a helmet wearing this fucking helmet. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? It had like a yeah. long... looked like a sperm on his head, you know? And uh, he had this fucking super high-tech bike and all of his water was on the top part of the bike. You know, he wasn't even carrying water because it was in the bike itself, the weight, you know? And uh he would overtake me going up, you know? Because he was much lighter and the bike was fucking... You know, I had a heavy bike probably for it compared to everybody else and that. And he just... And also... Way fitter than I am. Like he was just going up. And then on the down bits, I would see him and I would just, I was overtook him. I mean, it, we pretty much went back and forth like cat and mouse for the first, whole first lap. And, and then he passed point, your ass. Yeah. And then he, then he was gone. And, um, and they, cause on the second lap, when you know you're halfway, most guys are then they put the absolute gas on it, you know? And, um, yeah, he, fucking bombed i never saw him again after that but you, the funny thing is on the bike you don't know he might have only been a couple of minutes ahead you just don't know mm-hmm. right because you yeah. just never see but i'm sure he's so was fucking more. fast 30
0: 30 miles an hour on that fucking bike
1: yeah on average, on so average yeah. and that's including i mean what's 2200 vertical meter in feet that's a lot of good vertical going down and some spots you're going like 50 60k an hour
0: faster like, than that
1: yeah, dude, I was going so fast at some points that it was, like... Scary. Yeah, 100%. 100% scary. But there's, what's even more funny is, at the end, the first lap going down, I was a bit more cautious. I, I mean, I'm still going quick. I'm overtaking a lot <laughs> of people going down. Fuck. By the last round, I felt... I was like, get me off this fucking bike. I never want to bike ever again now after this. You know, I'm done. So I'm on those aero bars, and I'm like... I can do it. Just fucking, just don't break. Cause every time you breaking, it's more that you might have to end up pedaling. So just stay on it and just bomb it. And, um, and yeah, what was we talking? What was we saying before that? I felt like there was something before. Oh, I, I... oh, no, that's right. So you were saying about the seat. So oh, yeah, 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 all of the long bike rides I did, I always wore, cause I have one pair of things, you know, like I'm not like one of these guys that now, like my whole life is triathlon. So I have like loads of bike clothes and, I've got one pair, you know? I've got one from Decathlon, the cheapest shit, and I've worn them the whole time, right?
0: And it's worn the fuck out.
1: No, 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 no. It's all right. It's still good. But then I got, what, a week week ago, the tri-suit. And I was lucky because my man at the local bike shop, he had only one. And, of course, it was XL, so it fit me perfect. And I wanted to represent the local bike shop, you know? So then I wore that. Now, I only wore that for one bike tour beforehand. And the first thing when I saw it, I was like, Where's the fucking foam? Because it looks like some woman's like menstruation pad inside. It don't look like what was it doesn't look like the fucking foam that's been in my other bike shorts, you know. And then he was like, you know, no, because you gotta be able to run in it. You know, you're gonna swim, bike, and run in this, you know, so there can't be too much foam. And he's like, Oh, you'll be all right, just get used to it. Well, bro, the first time I did a bike a bike tour in that thing. I think I only did about two hours and I was just, I was like, there's no way. It's like, I know why I can fucking do this, you know? So I was, and then I was just hoping that the adrenaline would kick in and don't think about it too much. Just put myself in the situation and just fucking bust it out. Just like every, how I do basically everything. So, and, but it worked out. But by the end though, bro, I was, I couldn't, couldn't sit, you know? And I've got like the chafing, like the redness. And just saw, it feels like my, my, my ass bone is, is bruised. You know what I mean? It's not even just the skin. It's like just the, the, yeah, you know,
0: dude, I, I get that from, from five minutes of the fucking bike. Right. Right, 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 right. And, And you know what I think about this, this shit fucking freaks me the fuck out. I saw a video years ago and it was a guy just rubbing rubbing his skin if you rub your skin for 10 seconds nothing happens yeah you run rub your skin for an hour it gets fucking red you rub your skin for fucking five hours or 10 hours or whatever it swells the fuck up yeah sure and that's all whenever i do this long distance shit that's all i think about i'm like oh i'm just rubbing this shit i'm gonna fucking swell the fuck up i just lose my
1: mind right well and also think about people that get bed sores they don't even move so if you're in a coma you could your skin all gets fucked up too just from pressure you know so yeah man it's but i'm not I like i know exactly that because it goes through different pain you know like you've got you've got like where your ass hurts but then you've also got where you're like your taint hurts you know because if you're on the aero bars you're leaning forward So it's like, you've got the pointy part of the seat, you know, because these are race seats. So there's like, they're a small light. And basically it looks like they tried to engineer it to be as uncomfortable as fucking possible. Pretty much I've come to that conclusion, you know? And then when you're leaning, I spent, because of course, if you're low down and you're more aerodynamic, you you require less watts for the same speed in theory, right? So my man at the bike shop said, whenever you can, get on the aero bars. But I didn't feel comfortable in the aero bars until like a month ago because my bike was all, it wasn't the right. Did you, did you adjust the bike? Yeah, I adjusted the bike and I got new gears on it and it feels fucking awesome. Well, it, was, I did a, it was
0: cake to go uphill.
1: Well, not cake, but good. Compared to what I was riding before, easy, easy peasy. You know, because before the level of pain that I had to put myself through to get up the hills. I mean, I would, would be screaming. Would like, you have been screaming.
0: Able- would you have been able to finish? uh, Well, actually, you you would have finished anyway, but if you had the old gears and the old stuff, would you have been fine?
1: Well, I would have been way longer, no doubt. And also the run would have been longer too because my legs would have been cooked, Mm -hmm. you know? I've got such a lot, like, the gears now are so good that no matter what hill I find myself on, I know I can keep my legs moving. I don't need to stand up ever. And it's almost like you know, before that, the gear was so high that if I saw a hill, I would have to accelerate as fast as possible and then stand up and just start screaming and calling, you know, everyone's mum, you know what I mean? Like just going for it just to get up. And then when I'm at the peak, plonk my ass down and just breathe through my asshole. You know what I mean? Whereas now it's more like, I would rather reduce the gears, keep my cadence really high and I would just, there was no hill that really at the top, I'm like, you know, like my legs are burning and I'm glad as fuck that the hill's done, but I'm not, like, I mean, I would be like crippled all the time. So, and I think that that made a big difference too, just in terms of like mentally, you know, because I had a mind how approximately I was going to feel at each stage, you know. I thought at the by the end of stage one, I was going to feel, you know, very tired, exhausted, unsure how I'm going to bike in the right time and feeling stressed out with the time pressure. I felt like halfway through the bike, I was going to be bang on time, but I needed to do exactly the same amount of time that I've just done in order to make it before the cutoff time for the run. And by the time the run, in my mind, it was meant to be the single worst thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I'm willing to just, you know, cry my eyes out running if I have to, kind of thing. You know what I mean? It was just, that was what I kind of set in my mind. So that after the run and I'm not feeling, after the swim and I'm not feeling that bad, I'm already like boosted, you know? Because yeah. there's nothing worse than having high expectations and you're like, oh my God, I'm not feeling good here, you know? So, and, 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 and even by the, after the bike, I was sore, I hurt, but I wasn't, I mean, I was tired too, but I was also like, no, I've fucking got this fucking thing, man. It's free. It was like three or 3.30. I'm like, I've got, I've got hours. I'm going to, even if I walked, I could do it kind of thing, you know? So. Oh, yeah. What was your official time? The official time, 13 hours and I've got it, here. I think 13 hours, 30 minutes. Let me check. 13 hours 39 minutes and i thought bro it was going to take me at least 16 hours i thought 16 hours so i'm very happy with that imagine Um, two more imagine two and a half more hours oh bro that would have been torture because you know dude and the god's honest truth is it could have easily taken me that much time if i would have just settled into oh i feel really bad i feel really bad kind of thing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it can, re- it can take you that much time and you would still be trying 100% of your effort but it was more like the support of my loved ones being there that was like, I want to get done as quick as possible for them too because they're going to stand out here until fucking midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning and I just feel bad if they have to do it, you know what I mean? Because I fucking feel sorry for myself and my feet hurt, you know? So there was that but then there was also this whole thing like you know, it was all about my Nana, you know? You know, she, I mean, as you know, she had bad Alzheimer's. She was also the toughest woman I ever met in my entire life with everything that she's gone through. And she never complained ever about anything. So for me, it was like, this is all for you. And this is how I'm going to do it. So I was just, I wanted to just go, man. I wanted to, I wanted to do it. And I'm so glad I did. I'm really, really glad I did. And also, I'm so glad that I don't have to train today. You know how nice that is how calm i feel
0: how how do you feel right now like waking up this morning Chilled. what
1: was that oh when i woke up this morning it was funny because um carl had to pop out and, and scarlet was my daughter scarlet she's uh coming up she's 10 months old and she's like little miss firework and she she was like it's oh, 10 months yeah yeah she's 10 months and um She's like, oh, she's, you know, she's being funny today. Like, she just won't let me put her down and blah, I was like, oh, don't worry about it. I mean, this was at, like, 7.30 or something. And, I mean, usually I'm up at 5.30, 6, you know. And I felt like the night never happened, you know. I know that when I got into bed, it was, like, instantaneous I'm out cold into a coma. But when I woke up, I'm like, I need all of that again
0: you know do you know what I
1: mean like and then I didn't feel too bad I was like I just exhausted and I'm like actually I don't feel too bad and then I rolled over and I'm like oh no I feel really fucking bad you know hip flexors uh, bad neck bad back calves feet everything you know and then (laughs) I was like no 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 easy leave her with me you know she'll be all right because you know different energy you know like sometimes it chills him. well dude that was the worst thing (laughs) i remember i heard the door close and then i remember being within less than five minutes being like what the fuck why did i take the baby now you know (laughs) why now and she didn't want to. she just wanted to get up and walk around and You know, all she wants to do is walk. Like, I hold her hands and she just walks everywhere. That's all she wants to do is look around everywhere. Go outside, eat grapes or something like that, you know. But it got me up and moving at least. And, um, but honestly, I'm, I just feel really, really calm. I feel really, like, peaceful, which is quite nice. Because I felt, now I realised it was my everyday, all I was thinking about was, fuck, I need to really train pretty damn hard. Because the comps coming up and you know what I mean? And then also with all of the other stuff, like having to travel and the family stuff, you know, it was, it's been a rough couple of weeks. So,
0: yeah. so are you ever going to get on a bike again? Uh,
1: well, yesterday I was like, I'm not going to do this again, but now already today, you know, there was that mental competition that I was saying about the inferno. Well, you know, not that it was good that you know, the family situation caused me to miss it, but, it was actually probably a blessing in disguise because now I know competition wise, what I can kind of do. I mean, it's, it's funny, right? Because we spent all of our youth competing and doing things, but it's weird how you, if you don't do it, you forget really what you can kind of do. Do you know what I mean? Like when I say that? Yeah. But this is, this is also a foreign competition. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is
0: a, a foreign event that you've never, you've never done anything like this before.
1: Right, but but like little things like yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, of course, you can't compare Iron Man to rugby or something, or even a like a, if i did a few uh, BJJ tournaments. You can't. Well, compare. it's it's
0: certain. It's certainly not as difficult as baseball.
1: Right? No, sure not, bro. <laughs> there's nothing harder <laughs> in the world than hitting a fucking round ball with a round bat.
0: <laughs> well, well, I, I was just gonna say like jogging out to right field every fucking inning and having to jog back like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so right <laughs> but now more like the you know i didn't know i didn't know how i was gonna kind of be you know i didn't know would i kind of have like an adrenaline dump or would i feel no but i didn't you know i didn't feel any of them them things i mean i did a lot of visualization beforehand which definitely helped did a lot of the self-hypnotic stuff that definitely made a big big difference and um um no more. I wanted to go with it. Is yeah, you don't know. You don't know how you're going to respond, especially when you're under like these enormous fatigue levels. You know, like, do you still have the dog in you or not? You know, like, I kind of knew that I did because I've done some of like the really hard training kind of things. But it's like good to flex it every now and then. You know, just to remember that you kind of got it in you. You know, so. By the end of yesterday, I was like, I'm never doing ever a triathlon ever again like I've done. I've ticked the box on it. But because I missed that inferno, which, sorry, long story short, coming all the way back, I'm glad I didn't end up doing it because I don't think I would have made – I don't think I would have finished it with the time cutoffs because that they were really short, you know, especially with what you have to do. Like the Ironman, I feel like, you know, it's clear, like I'm not in the best shape ever, but I had another – what three hours spare that I you know what I mean, so like I could be a little bit more unfit than I am now and still made it, you know whereas that inferno I really even now, if I was to do it even after the IMA, I don't think I could still do it because it's just it's just ridiculous what you have to do, and they postponed it to the next year for me because it was a fact like it was a genuine medical emergency kind of thing, so um. Yeah, I'm just going to focus on that. Once I've done that, that will be but you're next gonna, year. you're
0: going to do the Inferno next year.
1: Yeah, I'll do it next year. Yeah, because I signed up for it. I paid for it. I'm in the enrollment next year. I said I wanted to do it. And to me, that's that's also it's it's more interesting than the Ironman. The Iron so what's, Man what's the Inferno like, then? The Inferno is like it's a 3K swim, a 100K bike, but with – the same amount of vertical meter. Like it's just outrageous. It's the one where I said to you, I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then after that, you've got 30 K mountain biking with another 1000 something vertical meter. And then you go down and then it's a 25 kilometer run up a mountain to the peak of a mountain with 2000 vertical meters. It's the world's hardest triathlon. Call it. So 5, it's, 5, it's, like a,
0: it, it's like a fucking a triathlon uphill it's yeah, an uphill basically. triathlon that's up, all
1: up uphill. all uphill more or less yeah yeah
0: it's just so so terrible. what's what's the elevation on that just the same thing
1: no no 5500 years.
0: 5, the whole yeah. the whole race is
1: the whole race i mean so by, so by that's the time
0: you're at the top you can't breathe
1: oh bro i think you've stopped breathing a long while ago with this what, no, what was mean, the, the what was the elevation
0: not... what was the altitude at this race that you're at right now
1: Oh, uh, the max that you get to, I think, is about a thousand meters. No, it's five thousand five hundred vertical over the whole thing. Because, say, like for okay, example, okay, 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 yeah, because five thousand five hundred. Ver- there's down, no mountains down, that up. high in Swiss. Yeah, they go okay, up that's... exactly up down up down. Okay, so, that's that's but, what I was wondering. But but the downhill parts in the Inferno, they're they're not enjoyable because you've spent the entire distance of just going up. It's more or less because you're using roads, right? So it's as steep as you can get a road that a car can kind of go up, you know. Mm-hmm. And then on the way down, it's as steep, but shorter distance, you know. So it's ba- you're on the brakes the whole time and sitting back because you're scared that you're gonna, you can't let go. It's not like it's not a it's- dirt road, is it? No 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 it's tarmac on the ro- on for the road bike but for the mountain bike going up
0: so you have to use two different bikes for this race yeah
1: yeah the mountain bike going up it's on gravel it goes up a, a hiking path uh, and uh and also uh, like a mountain like a mountain bike part, but then going down it's um it, again like I'm not the biggest mountain bike fan I like it but it's not like some people love it right they do it once they are like this is the best sport in the world I'm not that extreme with it, I like the flow tracks and stuff, but also I've nearly killed myself twice on the mountain bike, so I'm not too big of a fan of just kind of bombing it uh, straight down over the the technical stuff. Whereas this one, there's nothing technical about it. it's just gravel, but also you're traveling so fast, and then when you're under time pressure and you're exhausted, I mean, I also yeah. already heard of people have bad accidents when they're breaking their hip and stuff like that. So, uh-huh. um, and then yeah, the final run up is. Yeah, and then I think that they... I don't even know how you get down. I guess you go to get the gondola down or something because there's no way you can walk afterwards, you know?
0: <laughs> gondola? There's no way.
1: Yeah, yeah, you have to get the, the gondola down for sure. So, But I'll do that next year, and then the year after that is the, the row, and then after that, I think I'm done with endurance sports. So then we'll look for something else, mate.
0: Yeah, I... I... I don't know. I, uh, I think about all this shit that you're doing and the whole, because I know, I know if something is wrong, like, um, like for instance, when Vicky and I did that hike up, uh, when we got lost in the desert, right? When we did that hike, I was fucking tired. Like mm-hmm. I was tired and I was pussyfooting it around. But when I lost my wallet and I was there with a the fucking purpose, I didn't get tired. I sprinted up the fucking mountain because I knew we had daylight, but there was an issue. So I know, I know me, if something is wrong, I could fucking put the fucking pedal to the metal and I'll be fine. I'll be that motherfucker. But bro, me doing an Ironman or like me running a marathon or any kind of long distance, unless I'm running after someone or like running away you're just not going to fucking motivate me. <laughs> right.
1: No, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, honestly, it's kind of the most boring, boring sport in the world, you know, because it was funny because Cole was like, oh, you know, um, why don't you just like get good at this first and then like try and do something else afterwards. You don't always that's have to make more style, extreme. Baby. And I was like, look, I don't care about getting good in this. I don't want to get good in this. I've ticked the box. Now it means I can go and do something else. And for me um the big thing what i wanted to do was this row right so i wanted to do the atlantic row which is from the canary islands and you finish in antigua why
0: why though what what i wanted
1: i wanted to do that because i wanted a good adventure on the ocean you know like that's like complete and utter uh that that's the purest form of, of adventure from, that I think you can get. You know, I've never done, I've done overland stuff. I've done some exercise stuff, I've done a lot of mountaineering and hiking. And, but for me, I've never done a lot with the ocean. And the ocean is a huge part of our history of who we are. I mean, I love the ocean, but I've not, I've never grown up in it. I've never really lived somewhere for a long period of time where I get to be in it all the time. I like to surf, but I'm not a great surfer, you know, so... To me, it was like, how can I get this sense of real adventure and discovery of myself in the ocean? And then I heard about this role and I thought, I just knew I had to do it. It wasn't like I, logically, you don't decide to do that kind of thing. I don't think. I think it's more like, I don't know, I was pulled to it. It's like all the other things that I've done, it's just kind of like a feeling like I should do this, you know? But then the role, they found out that, you know, it was like, oh, you have to wait this many years for the role. And then I was like, look, if anyone pulls out, I'll be ready to go at any time. So just tell me, you know, I'll just, i make sure that I can go like this year coming up if we need yeah, to. But you, know? you
0: can, what about your fucking teammates?
1: Right, right. They can't or they wouldn't be. And I don't think it's fair to make other people subject themselves to, you know, to the lack of preparation that I do for certain things, you know? So... And then I kind of was like, fuck, this thing's not going to work. Cause I don't want to wait till 2025. And then I started realizing actually so many people are doing this thing. You know, maybe this isn't, this isn't the thing for me, you know, then because I was emailing them back and forth so much, she was like, Hey, um, I wanted to let you know that we're thinking about doing a new race. And it's from California to Hawaii. It will be the first time we've ever done it. Your part. You're in our VIP thing because you're very interested in this, blah, blah, blah. Would you be interested in this role? And I was like, a 100% for sure, like, let's do it. So with the teammates that I brought together for the first role, I said, look, we can do it. And it's a great time. It's in two years. So we've got perfect amount of time to train properly, perfect amount of time to get all of the necessary qualifications. Because the thing with these kinds of things, it was the same with traveling. It's not what you get, it's who you become. So say like with the, with the road challenge, dude, we have to learn so much stuff. I need to be able to learn to navigate by the stars. I need to know open water rescue techniques, you know, like you learn so much and also you're so focused on a, on a target for this period of time. And then when you're there, there is nothing out. There is nothing to distract you away from that. You have to roll for two hours on. You have two hours off in the two hours off. You need to eat, drink and sleep. And you have to repeat that until you get to destination, and that can be anything from whatever it depends on how many people you got and how fast you roll. But it can be three to six weeks, you know. But that's and the experience will be great. you never, I'll never forget it. And also the relationships formed, and also you learn so much about yourself. For me, it's always like a net positive. This kind of thing, you know. I, now,
0: I I still don't understand how it works. Like, yeah, are there ships, like? chilling by the boats
1: no 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 so there's one uh this is as far as i know i don't know every bit of detail but there is a rescue uh ship but you can be up to five days away from help right yeah but you they do certain things we should talk more about this when i know more information about it but from the little bits that i know um yeah, you you you're not. They're not close to you because there's a group of you. It's a race, right? So everyone's trying to break the world record or win the the race, kind of thing. Um, and um, there's, I think they call you every day, like they check in with you on the phone. Like I think you've got like a liaison person that you're sort of checking in with, and they make sure because you have to self navigate. So they may, you know what I mean? So they like, you have to tell them what your coordinates are and where you're going just to make sure that you're there and also that no one's gone loopy, I guess, because the ocean can make people go completely bonkers, right? And you're in the fucking sun the entire time. There's no shade. Yeah. Uh,
0: Unless you go underneath.
1: Unless you go, but but you don't want to be underneath when you don't need to be because you can't sit up. You're going into a coffin underneath. There's like, you know. You couldn't lay two people on top of each other, I don't think, underneath, you know? I don't know how much... It depends what boat we end up getting, but some of them I've seen are, like, tight. Tight. <laughs> so I don't think you want to be in there unless you have to, you know? So, but there's also other options, because there's four of us, and some boats you can get it, and some people end up doing it where three people are rowing all at once, and only one rests to try and get there quicker. But that's... that. I'm not sure if that... I think it's almost better that you go in pairs, and you both cause rest I think is also key in this thing. You know, this is a long this is a long period of time. So if you can get onto a really good schedule and routine where you've got two teams and you're trying to make sure your team goes further than the other team, but at the same time you're trying to support the other you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like you're all in it. That I think that works better than the three versus one where it's kind of more individual. Like I you know, I would rather keep it like that, you know, and partner two guys together and do it like that. I think that's a better
0: idea. So, let's, cu- let's cut it there for today. Let's
1: do it. How long have we been going for anyway? Hour and a oh, half? Fuck,
0: dude, hour, hour and 12 minutes. Hold on. How yeah. the fuck do I end this recording?